Well, Hawks fans, some afternoons at the footy leave you speechless for all the wrong reasons. In this instance, the Bulldogs pinched the four points from Hawthorne, the loss leaving a bitter taste in the mouths of Hawks fans everywhere. We're going to try and make sense of everything that happened in this, another edition of the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. And tis, if I may begin with a tweet from one of our listeners, Barry Cox, which reads as follows. In affectionate remembrance of Australian rules football, which died at the MCG 31st of March 2019, deeply lamented by a large circle of sorrowing friends and acquaintances, rest in peace. The body will be cremated and the ashes taken to AFL House. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, Dusty can no longer don't argue. Let the netball era commence! AFLN. AFLN! <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the beginning of a new chapter, apparently. That's what we've seen on the weekend. I mean, that is, of course, unless tis they're just making it up as they go along and nothing's changed at all, and they just had a brain fade in the moment. I mean, what's more likely? Is this is this a new brand of football that we're about to see from round three onwards, or did they make a mistake, maybe? What do you reckon? <laughs> no, no, they'll be standing by the umpires. They never, uh, never. No, no apparently not. This is the real turning point that could have been that I really could have respected the AFL as it is I'll be on my high horse all year I'll be on soapbox after soapbox week after week but this was a real chance for them to gain some respect back from the fans and actually say look you know what that was garbage but it's, they just won't do it it's not so much that they made a mistake it's the fact that I've been going to the football for what 30 years mm. and I had no idea what was happening out there Neither. I was completely alone <laughs> in that moment going, what on earth has just occurred? Mm. Right? And you look at and you're none the wiser. Yeah. You watch the replay, none the wiser, nothing. Have to wait until you get the, into the car and then it's still nondescript as to why the decision was made. Now, <clears throat> I know they've got rid of the sports ears, which I used to love. <laughs> yes, yep. And I could follow the decisions then. Mm -hmm. But if I'm there and I have no idea what's happening... I'm not coming back that often. No, that's right. And as you point out, as a seasoned watcher of the game, as a long-term fan, you should know. There should be no doubt. And it was particularly embarrassing this week. I had a French friend next to me. <laughs> yeah. At his first game, I'm like, this will be fantastic. Oh, look, they're having a bit of argy-bargy early on, and yeah. it was a free kick to someone. I thought, oh, well, fair enough. Maybe he clipped him high. Yep. Right? That was very early on. Mm. Are you referring to the incident with uh, MP on the boundary? Yes. In the yeah, so, so there was nothing in that either, but we'll let that go. Well, that happens every now and again. Sure. Um, anyway, so he, but he was impressed. He's like, oh, you know, they're passionate. Yeah. Right. And uh, then it continues, and I'm explaining some free kicks, and then I'm going, well, I can't wait till the umpire, you know, sees the differential here and decides to even it up, as they want to do. <laughs> yes. That happens nearly every week. Yep, absolutely. And it didn't happen. Mm. Now, either we're getting to the bull second every mm. damn time, mm. or there's something wrong. Which we weren't. I know at some stage, to my surprise, I think it was to half time, we were even for contested possessions. So something was a bit amiss. So he turns to me at one point and says, what was that for? Oh, yes. The golden question for all AFL fans. You know, and I'm thinking, um, well, here I am, 30 years in, <laughs> and I have no idea what that was for. And he's mm. like, you know, what? Well, what was it? And I'm like, well, I, d I don't really know. He the, he made a mistake? I'm like, yes, definite mistake. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Yep. 
Because you can't say that you don't know. It's so embarrassing. And it, it's the same if you've got your child in and the child goes, you know, what was that for? I don't we know. We should not be feeling like that. No. No, it, no one. Embarrassed. And it's like um, gaslighting. <laughs> it's like gaslighting from AFL House into the umpires, changing the rules on us yeah. at a moment's notice. And that's what the players must feel like. Well, because the expectations change every week. You can be, you can rest assured that this will not happen to anybody this week. Of course it won't. And it of definitely it won't. won't happen to anyone, you know, a shit club. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. Who's bereft of success through, due to their own inabilities. Mm. No, it'll happen to the best ones. Well, we heard from one of our listeners, Obsessive Compulsive, who uh, I believe might have even DM'd us on Twitter, at Pod. Who, uh, who basically asked, how naive and silly were our players on Sunday to have seen the one-sided flow of free kicks early and to then give them further opportunity to crawl our chances? Surely when it's obvious to fans and even people who hate our club what's happening, you play accordingly. What right. are your thoughts? Right. That's what I go for. I go to see us game the umpires. Fantastic. This is the thing. Like I, I take do, his... do I want to see fast-running, strong-paced <laughs> hits, skills... What I want to see a Ross Lyon attrition game. Even that's better than gaming the umpire for, you know, four quarters. Well, I just don't want to see our game turn into how do these three people feel this week? <laughs> you know, like a game of who who adjusts better survival of the fittest in terms of adjusting to the whims of whoever's rostered on that week. It, like, I get where our listener obsessive compulsive is coming from, and he was a bit uh, along the lines of it's a conspiracy against Hawthorne. I won't go that far. I don't Why buy not? into that. Buy in. <laughs> I personally don't buy into it, but you've got to understand that as much as... How often as, uh, do we, is it our game that gets picked up for the new rule? Well, yeah, exactly. But to to your point before, as someone who's watched the game for decades, imagine someone who's actually in the system and goes to training and learns by a certain rule book, and then they turn up on the day, and they're told, and it starts, I guess, with the impy thing on the boundary, where impy gets pinged for you know a bit of argy bargy. Players around that are seeing that, and they're going. Pfft. I mean, well, that's ridiculous. Well, that's a one-off. That, that's, a, that's ridiculous. That'll never happen again. Let it go. And then we fast forward to the last quarter, and it effectively costs you the game. Yeah, I don't like that phrase. Mate, come on. Back-to-back goals handed to them on a silver platter. Oh, all right, so there's two arguments here. There's the argument that uh, you should make, which is <laughs> the momentum argument. Yes. Okay. Yep. And then there's the argument that they kicked eight goals straight, mm. and we looked dead on our feet. We had two players injured. Yep. And due to the six-six-six, you can't get players further back behind the ball, yep. and that's why yep. they scored so quickly, etc. But if you're thirty points ahead, you should win the bloody game, Nick. Yes. It's two percent yep. of the time you don't win the match. <laughs> yeah. That, yep. The history books do show that statistically. Now we... this is the greatest lead that Clarko's ever given up. Mm. Okay. Yep. So. It's one out the box. Yeah, I'm not discounting our own performance. It's just you do have to view these things within context. You just do. So when you look at a team that's up by 30 points at three-quarter time and you have to you, you look at it and you try and work out how did it all unravel, you can't say it's one thing. It's never one thing. If you go, if, Could it be Stratton letting pass two easy goals? Oh, sure. That's part of it too. 
But that was that was quite embarrassing. But, but, I think he's still because there's been a bit of mm-hmm. a bit of flack coming for Strats. Mm. I think he's just trying to balance his concentration levels on how the whole team's going yeah. with how he's doing himself because he got exposed on that boundary line. All he had to do was find a way to keep that in or, or let it go out it of need, play. He needs to kill the ball, yeah. You know, uh, just it looked like he'd d- been distracted. Look, like, it's like I said, you can factor that in as well. It's it's a nu- it's numerous things rather than just one the thing. The 12-point but- turnaround on the Omira kick. Well, this is what I'm saying. For me... And I think listeners would be inclined to agree. If we're assessing the factors that turned things around for the dogs and got them that win, it is the O'Meara free kick. If that is the that is the point in I'll, time I'll where t- if that is not paid, it short circuits the whole thing. I'll tell you what what happened. Forward efficiency for the dogs is negligible, negligible especially in that second quarter. They had all the play, mm. but forward of the fifty, absolutely terrible. Mm. And then all of a sudden, their best forward came into the match in the last quarter yep. and decided it with a couple of whistles. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm finding it hard to know where you... Because their, their forward efficiency was incredible when they got free kicks. Yeah, funny that. It's yeah. funny when it's handed to you. It's, it's not actually that hard, is it? But the sheer weight of their inside 50s was ridiculous. That should oh. not have been happening. No, I mean, the second quarter, if, if you want to look at the, um, you know, not just the last quarter when the game was up for grabs, but the mm. second quarter in particular, stemming that tide of inside 50s was very hard for us to do. We just didn't have an answer. It's lucky that we held on, really. But then we got out to the 30-point lead through efficiency going forward. Mm-hmm. It was really well played. Uh, Poppy and Gunston were playing really well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... Um, but you lose those games. Do you? you get two injuries. Well, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Look, and well, I thought it was a little bit arrogant by some of the boys in the way they went about it. Well, what do you mean we by that? Thirty points up. Ah, oh, they you, were coasting. They were coasting a little bit. Also, you got to remember that uh, I'm not sure that uh, Scully was any good in that mm. last quarter. No, he, probably he'd not. He'd run out of fitness. So you're looking at a team without a bench. Look, we'll, we'll get stuck into the recap just after we get to the. Uh, Have the I given social enough stuff. excuses yet? It's context. Like, you, you, you just need to view it for what it is. You can see it as... I, th- I think excuses is a harsh way of putting it, personally. Part of me just wants to tell the AFL to get stuffed. Yeah. And... Um, Leave that to me, mate. If you don't want to take that angle, I will. But it's just so frustrating how they have these incompetence umpiring out game. I mean, they don't train as much as the players. They're not professional. If they want... To preserve the league as an icon, mm. they need to have professional umpires, I think, whose sole role is to get the decision right on the day. Well, here's the thing, mate. Like At the end of the day, they're just as human as every other player out there that also makes countless mistakes. They get things right, they get things wrong. The AFL have an opportunity. I don't think their standards are high enough. I don't think their standards have no, been I, high enough for the bouncing. Look, oh no, I agree. I agree. But the AFL There's always... more than ever, and they've got more... Um, sway over a match and they get more money than ever and they're no better at their role. But they can sort of mitigate all this by just saying after the fact when they've gotten something wrong, which the chorus of people no, I saying... That I, don't, they, I don't want them to get it wrong in the first place. I, I think that's never, unrealistic. I have never, ever had someone come up to me and apologise for being wrong and I thought, oh, good. How fantastic. No, you're like, 
Learn, don't do it again. Yeah. That is the whole thing. You can have both. Tears. No, I don't you want. You can have both. No. You, you can have the apology and you can have the learning curve no. as well. Don't make the mistake in the first place. Or if you're going to make the mistake, do it in the bloody VFL. Look, I think you're being a little unrealistic to not accept any human error. I think that's a bit too much. But if there has to be, don't bury your head in the sand and say it isn't happening. That is the fault of the AFL here. This isn't human error in application, which is what you're talking about. Mm. This is human error in making the laws. In administration. Yeah. How many more bugger-ups do we have to put up with from this administration at AFL House? Well, I keep on saying, I feel like a broken record. I keep on saying, could they leave the game alone for one year at least? And this is part of it, I guess. Who knew that this had been a change? Did you know? (sighs) Not to this extent. I thought you could push someone. I thought you could, you know, get a bit aggressive, whether it was in play or out of play. I thought you could, you know... Person handle. (laughs) Person handle, I mean, manhandle. Well, I just think you should be able to put body on body. Don't they do that in ruck contests? I mean, how far do you take this? (laughs) Like... Yeah, what is the logic behind it? If you can can still do the don't argue, Mm. but you can't push someone in the chest... Yeah. Because the don't argues, they bloody hurt. Well, the don't argue... I I was talking to... um, Mark McGowan on Twitter about this, trying mm-hmm. to sort of nail, not that he's the be-all and end-all of, of uh, the rule book. but Because was, he doesn't have any association with AFL House at all and <laughs> would never go into bat for them once. <laughs> Continue. No, he has he has no skin in the game, so I was happy to chat with him. Um, so basically, <laughs> what I wanted to pin down was the don't argue, right, in my mind, it's a defensive action. It's right. to keep someone away from you rather than attacking the footy. Okay. It's preserving the footy. And... The thing about that is there are plenty of defensive actions in our game that are also penalised. Do you think it's really a defensive action? It's just a defensive against the tackler. It's actually offensive if you are the tackler. Well, I, I guess, think that's well, just a, a, well, a point of view claim. But, but this is the point, Tiz. Let's agree with you there and say that it doesn't matter if it's aggressive or offensive or defensive, rather. Let's get that out of the argument and just say, at the end of the day, it's a person with their palm on another player in a pushing motion. Yeah. Isn't that just what we what we just saw on the weekend? Well, that's right. I mean, what is the point of the law? Yeah, that that's it. That's it. They're, it's is it still to protect a... the player? Is it to make the television coverage less aggressive? It's got to be that. It's sanitising the game. I can't believe I've become one of those people sanitising the game. That that old catch cry. But if that is the point, if that's Look, if that's what if they they're want... worried about the health of the and safety of the players, mm-hmm. mm. they are. <laughs> Hundreds of things that are going to impact the health and safety of the players before yeah. they get to maybe they palming can, off each other's chests. Maybe they can get uh, Marvel Stadium right, the surface, first, hey? If, you, if you're that worried about how players' welfare is going, maybe you can ask, maybe you can talk to Matty Suckling after the game and, and see how he feels about playing Marvel Stadium every week. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. But look, if that. <laughs> or the, or the uh, seats they take on the flights interstate. Yeah, Remember the debacle there? They signed yeah. a contract and now they don't have as much leg room as they did before. Oh, well done, AFL. I'm sure that hope, helps with the recovery. It's, They're just so conceited. It's Look, if that's the point, if it is about... About you know, the free kicks anyway, even though they were t- Tiggy Touchwood. Mm-hmm. They've said that the Sicily one was correct because it was... Uh, they've, they've sided with the umpire, even though there's no vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. Convenient. Whatever. Yep. Yep, I'm sure there's no vision of that. Yep. There's only two cameras at either end, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll let that slide. <laughs> so they've sided with the umpire saying it was very forceful. Can, sorry, can I just jump in there? There's vision of the Mason Cox hit. 
but nothing for Sicily. At the same ground? Yeah. Yeah, no vision. Okay, all right. Oh, it's different ends, I suppose. Oh, different ends. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. No, please, go on. Then we have the Jagero mirror, which they claim is a fist, which is definitely it's, not a it's, fist. It's just absolutely false. You don't even have to watch that back to know it's not. You see that the first time, it's not a fist. Oh, it's going to be great. They're going to encourage diving. It's going to be terrific. And then worst of all, and they've admitted this was wrong, mm. but it happens how many times a, a game mm. where a bloke crosses the, the centre circle oh my to God. take position. Oh, my God, yeah. These things, if they're going to be applied, you warn the player, mm. right? It's like you warn the player first before you ping him for something so ridiculous. But this is this is just it, Tiz. And you and you pin the other team as well. That was yeah, so one sided. Well that's right, but this is it. We we don't we surely don't want this applied. This is not how we want Aussie rules to be. No, this is a bastardization of the of the honor of AFL. Yeah. Because you are encouraging filthy little players who are just gonna game the umpire and the umpires are gonna get worse and worse as they're played off against one another by the players. Mm. It's just going to get worse and worse. How many free kicks are going to be downfield in the goal square? It will it will yield more goals, which means more commercials. <laughs> oh, good so, Lord. So, I mean, yeah. is okay. that the point? Great. Do you get commercials on KO? Anyway. That, that, that assumes I want to watch it anymore, mate. There are some people, there are some people who hit us up on Twitter who are basically like, I'm done and I, I will not be attending the footy anymore if this is how it's going to be. And I think that is melodramatic, but at the same time, I think, how well, would, I, why how that would is. I be? You know why is... that is, don't you? Why? Because you think you know the rules, and apparently you don't. Well, yeah, it's it's frustrating. I think you can cop it when it's the second quarter or something on the boundary when it's impy, but it's it just so blatantly handed them the game tears. I just I don't know and how you can see it differently. And it's the and they got handed a cap, you know. Yeah, oh, it's annoying. Remember that hit below the knees? Was it Hanabry who took it? I think it might be, yeah. In the in the grand final. And that had been a rule all year. Apparently not a rule on grand final day. No. Very strange. Shall we get to the social media stuff? I mean, c- could you even believe this? We've got more to say about this game, but I've got to get to the social we, media stuff yeah, first. We, well, that's enough of that. Well, we've got to recap some of the game. There were some positives. Can we do a Clarko where we just draw a, draw a veil over that? We don't want to talk about the umpiring. Draw a veil. I mean... I'm pretty sure he did want to talk about the umpiring. The better team won. Oh, it's absolute garbage. It's just <laughs> I knew so... you wouldn't. I knew you wouldn't agree with that. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> so I, I knew you were going to draw me on that, and I played into it anyway. <laughs> I will not hear that the dogs were the better team on the day. It's just, it's just wrong. And you can hit me up with stats. We know that stats don't tell the whole story. You can make stats tell any tale that you want, especially the free kick count, which. I don't know. What was it in the end? Was it even or not? But we know for a it fact. It was not even. Well, regardless of the numbers, Tiz. Regardless about, of the numbers. It's about when they're paid and where they're paid. We know this. So, no, stats don't always tell the whole story, so I won't be buying into that. I mean, Thank how often much. do we have to invite Razor Ray up to Queensland to get some free kicks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that did nothing. Didn't he speak at a Box Hill function yeah, as well? Yeah, he did. Jeez. Oh, I've done everything. What do you have to do? Grease in the palms, nothing. Is that officially the end of hashtag Free Kick Hawthorne now? Uh, no, that's back next week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So they'll overcompensate now. <laughs> well, look, since we're playing North, I won't actually mind that. I think I'll very much enjoy that. Well, let's go to the social media stuff. iTunes, 130 ratings, which is a uh, jump from last week, Tiz, which we... Very much are appreciative of. Lance from Sydney had something to say. He uh, he wanted to join us, apparently, on the weekend. 
this weekend just gone in particular would have been an interesting one, uh, <laughs> particularly in M10. But, uh, I mean, people are always feel feel free to swing by, say no, no, hello. Lance from Sydney. Yes, no, I got it. Yeah, good, good. What, like it's actually him. Okay. He wants back in. <laughs> well, at this stage he does. <laughs> and after the goal, he kicked on the boundary on the weekend. That was I'd, lovely, wasn't it? Oh, welcoming him back with I open don't arms. Think that, I don't think that player could believe that went through, that no. Adelaide player. No, no way. Did you see the reach on his leg? Yeah. It's just, oh. Beautiful. Uh, now, in keeping with our uh, our rating system, our review and rating system with iTunes. So we're up to 130. We're up to 130. The segment's back, Tiz. Damn. <laughs> We've got uh, three players, in fact, that relate to the uh, the number 130. Stuart Stewart. Did you know we had a player called Stuart Stewart? I'm just looking at it, and they spelt them both differently. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So the, uh, the first name is the S-T-U. <laughs> And the surname is the S-T-E-W. So there you go. Yeah, isn't that great? The name's so nice, he had it twice. Uh, 130 games he played for Hawthorne. Described as one of the best and most consistent players to represent Hawthorne during their inaugural decade in the VFL. So he goes way back, does Stuart Stewart. Played across halfback, and although he stood at just 185 centimetres, he was said to have played in the ruck. So uh, there was short back then, Tiz, apparently. He was a fearless high flyer and loved to take a screamer. So there you go. There's Stuart Don't Stewart we all. in a nutshell. Mm. Uh, Alan Woodley, uh, another Hawks player, nicknamed the Colonel. He also played 130 games. He played as a follower and was Hawthorne's best and fairest in 1959. Now, similarly to Stewart, he's said to have delighted fans with his massive marks too. Don't forget Dipper, Nick. 130 goals for Hawthorne. Oh, so now you're into the segment. Now you like it. Since we're talking about Dipper, yeah, 130 exactly. goals for Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> and you can uh, catch us on Twitter as well, at HawkTalkPod. Just ticked over 1,350 followers. Join us on there and find us on Facebook too, facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. Now, um, friend of the show, Ado, hit us up uh, ahead of our podcast recording. Yeah. He said, well, I have no I questions. Overstating it after this comment. <laughs> I have no questions, but I'm looking forward to a fair and balanced perspective of the weekend's events from the both of you. Now, listen here, Ado, you little smartass. <laughs> I mean, that ship is well and truly he sailed He just wants point. in. He just wants on the pod again. This is... Because well, he has that fair and balanced, you know, sort of... I guess he does, yeah. Well, actually, it's just stats work. Let's, oh, all right, all right. Know. But, you know, we're all about bias here at the Hawk Talk podcast. Yeah, he, we know what the people want. without bias. Yeah. yeah. He, at spoken least my he piece believes, on. yeah. I've spoken my piece on stats, but anyway. <laughs> uh, look, we're, we've already covered the game in terms of the recap, mostly. Uh, I guess we should discuss the two injuries that played a big part in us running out of steam. Uh, Shields and Burgoyne. So how long are we looking at? We're looking at three to four weeks according to the uh, Boogle Recovery Report. Hamstrings each, yeah. I didn't even see them happen at, uh, at the ground. I think they happened in the third going into the final quarter. Right, okay. Well, But I noticed that uh, Burgoyne was down on his output anyway, and, you, when, and we noticed mm. Shields was down the week before. Yeah, Shields um, Shields didn't really do anything. His impact was very minimal this game up until his injury. So, And they were playing Burgoyne out of Perhaps full forward as well. Perhaps he'd been under a cloud. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, so rotations were limited, and, you know, they're not just two players. They're two players out of the best 22. You take them out of the picture, the side's obviously oh, going to look different. Huge experience lost. Um, we heard from Ben on Twitter, at Hawk Talk Pod, Shields and Burgoyne out had a massive impact. How many times did you notice Cousins, Warple, Scully, Henderson in the last 10 minutes? They were gassed. Yep. Which is absolutely true. I mean, you look at specifically... Those first three there, Cousins and Warple, very young guys, uh, still getting, you know, to the level. 
still getting that match fitness into them. And, and Scully, confidence, yeah. Well, and confidence, yeah. And Scully, who hasn't played in, what, a year? His first game back. But I was, um, so, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. Cousins had an opportunity to kill the game. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Did he dish it off to Smith? Who was... And Ruffy had an opportunity to kick us further ahead, and yeah. he didn't make the distance. Yeah, but that's did right. you notice how ill-disciplined Hawthorne were in that play, not to have mm. anyone on the goal line? I did. That's what frustrated It's one thing not to make the distance, which shouldn't have happened. Now, this is where I'm talking about the arrogance of the of the side. They were up yeah. far enough. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, this is what happens with... This is what happens with youngsters. They've got to be mm. sort of canned about switching off. Is, is it the youngsters' responsibility to get back on the line? I would have thought it was the Tall Timber and McAvoy and Segler in that case, but well, I guess it's a team effort, isn't it, to structure up? You've got to communicate these things. Yeah, I, I guess they thought Ruffy would have, have it in his leg, but... Uh, yeah, well, you've got to prepare for every outcome, don't you? Yeah, there's no one. Uh, we heard from Al as well uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. I'd say Shields and Burgoyne were the main factors to the loss. Hawks might have been able to just hang on, though, if not for that string of unbelievable freeze that removed any hope of defending out a close win. Yep. Yep. I mean, we've already touched on it, of course. It was the main talking point, but a few of our listeners weighed in on the uh, on the officiating of the match. We heard from Taz Hawk, who said, uh, In over 40 years of following the Hawks, I've never seen anything as blatant as what I saw dished up by the umpires yesterday. Now I think he's kind of going along the uh, the conspiracy route there. Or the they've fixed the game market. <laughs> sure, sure. Again, I'm not buying into that. Uh, I, I won't go down that route at all. But Look, if you're, if you're a betting man and you're looking at the AFL at the moment and they're mm. going to have uh, such wildly disparate calls, mm. just depending on which team uh, is in the wrong, uh, you're probably not going to put your money down. Hmm, hmm. They failed to have to watch it because their product could easily be, what's the word, corrupted. Yeah, um, undermined, sabotaged, undercut. Mm. No, I think corrupted was right. All right, fair enough. <laughs> we heard from Will as well, uh, who said, I've never seen umpires alter the result of a game so much. We were on for a comfortable win. I can accept the odd contentious call in a tight one that doesn't go our way, but that was genuinely a game-changing quarter of netball-esque umpiring. And I think that pretty much sums it up. I, I'm in complete agreement with Will there. I don't think I've ever seen a game turn like that off a few whistles, really. It wasn't just that, as we've discussed. It's all within context. 50-point turnaround. Oh, it's just... Uh, it didn't help. Let's put it that way. Anyway, there were some, there were some bright, shining lights in that side. There were. Uh, <laughs> listeners were pleading with us to... Uh, Try and pluck out a few positives. Uh, we heard from Enns at Hawk Talk Pod who said, hopefully you'll spend a little time mentioning Hendo's great game. And uh, Enns, we will, right now, in fact. Well, I, I called it during that third quarter. He had a magnificent game. He's easily best on ground for mine. Yeah, same uh, here. Some ridiculously good marks. Mm-hmm. Uh, lovely passing. Yep. He plucked those marks at really pivotal moments as well. He had 29 touches, 14 contested. So hats off to Hendo. Two clearances. Three tackles, did it all. Six inside fifties, a goal. Mm. Great goal as well. And yeah, you want to talk about players uh, just having a lazy moment or two? He was just allowed to stroll into the fifty, wasn't he? <laughs> Bulldogs did nothing to stop him. There's a great, uh, great finish by Henderson there. Is that just about his best game for the Brown and Gold? Would you say? Uh, we've mentioned that he's had great games before, but I've mm. never seen him stand out like he did. No, that's right. I think he's been a good servant since arriving at the club, but for mine, I great, think that's his great best Great mates game. with Gunner, who uh, mm. who had a terrific game himself. You know, i got to admit, whilst at the ground, I didn't notice Gunston. 
as much as other people did. Four goals straight, mate. I more mean in the accumulation of the footy. Because, I mean, down in M10, we're singing the song a fair bit. But uh, I didn't I didn't really notice him around the ground. Is That that might be well, a bizarre thing to say. he had 16 touches. It's not, not a hell of a lot. Okay, that might be it then. But uh, played but, pretty well. How many do you reckon Poppy kicked? Poplo, did he kick two? Yeah, he kicked two. Yeah. A lot of people are coming for Poppy. They don't like him very much. Oh, I think that's a bit premature. I think he's a bit old, a bit slow. Well, uh, not providing the tackling up forward. Are you sure you're talking about Poppy or Nash? Uh, what? <laughs> no, no, no. Got you there. <clears throat> no, so Poppy laid five tackles, and Nash was was excellent again. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah was really? Terrific. Yeah. He topped the stand um, by he, your <laughs> man. <laughs> he topped the uh, disposal efficiency. Oh <laughs> wow! Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Off his. Well um, done, Nash. We yeah, move well on, done, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So he's not he's not going anywhere. He's safe. Come on, Tiz. What? Plenty of people on Twitter calling for his spot. Yeah, yeah, there's only a couple, you know. And what's Twitter anyway? It's just a yep. few. Hey, yeah. hey, don't be like that to our <laughs> listeners. No, I mean, no, seriously though. 87.5 disposal efficiency yeah. from Connor. Yeah, but how many did he have? Or as I call Eight him touches? now, the con. No, I don't <laughs> I don't call him the con. No. <laughs> he had what, eight touches or so, did he? Yeah, he had eight touches. Well, uh, I nailed it. There you go. Uh, yeah. He had one tackle, three one percenters, four clangers, unfortunately, two marks. Okay, well, I mean... Young, young Half man. Half the time he's got the footy, game. he's turned it yeah, over. He did have two goal assists. Okay, yeah. Okay, I, so he's still involved in the scoring chains, but um, oh, if he could just present a little better, we're just needing a little bit more out of him, hey? Yeah, he's, he's not. He's not terrible. Again, much like round one, I but he wasn't getting anywhere near those dogs. No, in terms of no. trying to hunt him down or something, you know. No. We were we were very seemed to be very lax at the back. They had so much room in their back fifty at points. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, Suckling had a field day. So he didn't have an easy role. Mm. It was just him and Poppy ra- racing round after the ball. <laughs> but uh he's gonna have days like that in his development and he is developing. How long do you give him? I mean we're only at round two, but when do you Temporarily, at least, pull the pin and give someone else. When a his go. confidence looks shot, and I don't think okay. it does. I don't think he's the kind of bloke that gives up. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but uh, if he does need a spell to get some touch in the twos, so be it. I mean, he's got he's got that fella you like breathing down his neck, Mitch Lewis. Mitch Lewis. I think it might almost be time to switch to Mitch. We'll see how Nash goes with the ruse this week. But, um, yeah, I think it's getting to that point where I'd just like to see someone else slot in and see what they can do. I really think with two force changes already, they're probably not going to make a third. Yeah, well, that that is true, yeah. They'll be looking to um, directly account for uh, the absence of Shields and Burgoyne. They they might not mess with They'll probably else. get a debutante there. You reckon? Yeah, I think uh, either Moore mm-hmm. or Jones might be a show. Miles has been... <laughs> Doing beautifully in the in the twos as well, so he'd yeah. be unlucky to be overlooked. But they've seen what he can do, yep. And they didn't like it too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, they put him up for trade. They I know. Yeah. I, was, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, it's you're completely right. Uh, what about Miro? Miro lost his spot. Yeah. Uh, for Scully, any chance of him weaseling his way back in? Uh, yeah, he might be good against the dogs. They're not uh, the ruse. Sorry, the ruse. Mm. They're not that quick. Mm. So uh, apparently, he played pretty well, but there were some. There were some bad moments in that Adelaide game. Even though we were playing very well, he made poor choices on defence. Yep. And uh, that was something he was doing last year as well. 
Can I just rewind back to the the dogs game as much as uh, no. we're loath to no, talk we're about it anymore? No, I just no. want to celebrate a few players. That's all right, all right. Yeah, I don't want to harp on about the other things. Uh, McAvoy, I was pretty impressed with McAvoy again. He picked up from where he left off the week before. He's 14 contested possessions, 80% disposal efficiency and eight one percenters. Yeah. So he, he's had a cracking start to 2019. He's being, he's been huge. He's been the biggest boy. Tis. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, I also liked Cousins and Warple. They continue to emerge as really crucial components of the engine room. Although I, I will say, I'll, I'll agree or echo the sentiments of one of our listeners, uh, Justin, who hit us up on Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. He said, my biggest concern for the season is that Cousins is 21, he's played nine games, Warple is 20 and has played 13 games, and they're going to be expected to be full-time midfielders for the whole year. I'm concerned they'll run out of gas in the back half of the season. Now, Tiz, this has to be a very real concern. Not a concern. That's a certainty. Can it be both? <laughs> it can be both. Because no, I think that's it's going to happen, happen as well. That's definitely going to happen. But Clark has already said that uh, there's going to have to be a string of players that run through there. Yeah, absolutely. And now Burgoyne and... Uh, Shields have four four weeks off, so yeah, um, it it makes it that bit tougher. I mean, if you look at Hawthorne at the at the very start of the year, I'm talking January one. Uh, then you take out Mitchell Burgoyne and Shields. Oof, looks tough, doesn't it? It's not much cause for optimism, but you know, mate, we've got North and St Kilda for the mm. next couple of weeks. Oh, I'm not down. Could the dumps. be worse. No, no, you misread could me. Could be worse. You we could. We could be getting, um, you know, Geelong soon or something like that. <laughs> You've misread me. I, I'm not. I'm not altogether pessimistic about our team at the moment. I just think it's there's setbacks that we, you know, would rather not have. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. But you've missed one player who was mm. quite clearly fantastic. It's going to be one of your mates, isn't it? No, it's Jager. Oh yeah, of course. Gosh, Jager's going to be one of those blokes. Thirty that... disposals, twelve contested. Uh, Disposal efficiency of yeah, 53%. Yeah, I was going to say clangers, it's 50s. Yeah. But four marks. But Jager's going to be one of those guys, that, as he is such a crucial part of the team, that I have a feeling from week to week we're just going to take it for granted a bit until he has a really down day. But you're right, he was fantastic. I also thought Sicily was huge for, uh, for most of the game. <clears throat> well, you disagree? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I do. Who in the back half impressed you, if not him? Scrimshaw. Yeah, Scrimshaw for me as well. But I thought together they were the shining lights in our defence. I thought Sisley took the wrong option a couple of times. Mm. And although he had a lot of the ball, it was a bit harsh, I suppose. But no, he didn't fill me with confidence on Sunday. A lot of the times he was the only one repelling their attack. He was getting the footy. And yeah, I felt that that was because he wanted to be the only one repelling their attack <laughs> rather okay. than uh, rather than working it out well. Mm. <clears throat> You would have noticed that uh, a lot of his kicks just went straight to um, dogs. Yeah, I did. That was uh, one of my chief frustrations of the day is uh, bombing it out of our back 50 repeatedly to nothing and yeah. just having having it go back and forth. This this tug of war in our um, defensive 50 to the wing that it's we just engaged the, in. It's called the under-14s wall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. You've nailed it there. Build a wall, lads. Okay. And didn't they? <laughs> uh, now, Scully's return, I guess, before we move on to uh, to the oh, North looks, game. looks all right. Yeah, he was, uh, he was fine. Look, I was just incredibly nervous for him heading into the game, and I hoped he was going to be okay, didn't want him to break down, and oh, he chipped in without being remarkable, and that's fine. He's only going to get better, isn't he? So that's good. Remarkably, he I saw him do nothing that was terrible, terribly wrong. No, that's true. 
But I didn't, I didn't see that's him. that's generally what you see when players come back after a long time. Mm. They bugger up opportunities or they miss obvious <laughs> things that they should be doing. No, my, or my... They, they lack awareness around them, but he didn't seem to have any of that. So I think it's... Mm. Uh, I think he'll progress really, really quickly to yeah. the speed of the game. And my my appraisal of his game is pretty much middling. Uh, it's a tick. It's a tick without being uh, completely overawed with his ability. But yeah, I agree. Best is yet to come. Now, um, in the other games, mm. what's going on? <laughs> it was an eventful round, wasn't it? Because Gold Coast are in the top eight. <laughs> this is... I told my dad when he said he tipped the Suns, Oh wait. oh, wait, they're not in the top eight. They did lose the first round. Oh, yeah. They lost, they lost the first round by a point to the Saints. Right. But uh, as soon as I worked out in my head that um, Frio were their opponents, I told my dad, they're no chance. You're a fool. You're a fool for tipping Gold Coast. <laughs> Brisbane is second. Port Adelaide, the Great Pretenders, a third. <laughs> St Kilda up there in fifth. There's yep. Frio. Frio. Mm-hmm. Who lost to Gold Coast. Yep. Still in the eight, are they? Yeah, sixth. Yeah, there you go. I thought you were more referring to some of the uh, more bizarre happenings of. Oh no, the I haven't. Got, I haven't got down the the ladder yet. Oh, okay, down to the best part. <laughs> yep, the blockbuster, the Friday night blockbuster. Oh, no, seventeenth versus eighteenth. Essendon versus Melbourne. Oh, you gonna go? It could be great as long as they get that troop. And I use the word advisedly. Mm. Troop of umpires that we had on Sunday. <laughs> it could be the ultimate game. It could be. They incredible. might burn the place down. I think <laughs> they is, should raise the insurance on the G. Where has this been played? Oh, it's at the G. Oh, Marvel. Go ahead, but it's the G. <laughs> <laughs> but mate, I didn't realize comedy festivals in town. I didn't realize oh, the MCG lovely. was one of the venues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that token comedy festival <laughs> joke for April. <laughs> <sighs> But uh, no, that's going to be a harrowing experience for both. That's the stuff dreams are made of, though, isn't it? Well. Because <sighs> they both reckon they'll have a shot at the win. <laughs> so what What we're hoping for a draw, are Oh, we? yes. Just for kids. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How good would that be? It'd be incredible. I mean, it's going to be hard to top because both teams, respectively, were absolutely awful this round. But does it get much weirder than that interchange fiasco with the Bombers? Like, what the hell was that? It's like they don't want to be playing. Yeah, that is actually what it looks like. No, what, three players, I think, three like, in total, didn't want the ball. Did they? <laughs> well, two ran off. I saw... Um, there were three. Three were, three were coming off, yeah. Wow. So to the right of screen, just off screen, there was one coming and off And there was a well. free kick of water, and they just kept going. Yep. Yep. No one stood the mark. They're just like, uh, no, I need to be off the field. Oh, so do I. Oh, you do too. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll see you there. And uh, Wusher didn't uh, punch a hole in the wall or anything? or No. no he seems very sedated. <laughs> I mean, very sedate, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, in, the way that he um, in the way that he approaches They've his They've ordered something his, new down at uh, Windy Hill, have they? Yeah, I, no. I, just, that, 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 I, I misspoke. Um <laughs> It just it's all right, seems mate. he's I'll, so calm. Mate, it's fine. I'll edit he's this out. I'll edit it out and there'll be no record whatsoever of you having ever said it. Good. Uh, <laughs> he just seems so calm in the pressure. Uh, presser. It's like there's no mm. pressure on him. He's just, mm. um, you know. And then I, I thought it was wonderful. Monday, did you see the article by Robbo? Oh, this is the best trolling you yeah, will see on. this year. Go on. Heard wants back in at, as the coach of the Bombers. Well, I wish it's just clearly warming the seat. 
That's what's happening here. It's wonderful. It's April Fool's Day. He's <laughs> gone with it. <laughs> but because it's Robbo, you can't quite be sure that it's a prank. Yeah, he because he's never aware it. of context. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Something for uh, Bombers fans <laughs> to be worried about and for the rest of us to be amused about. So, Oh, I, there was one bloke who was complaining about uh, how bad Wusha was as a coach on Twitter, and I just under... You know, what do you say? I, I just tweeted under him. What do they call it? Subtweet. Subtweeted yes. him. Bring back Hurdy. <laughs> and I got like a love that. heart. Oh, oh, no. And I was like, that's terrific. <laughs> that's the, almost the best response you could have hoped for. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, talk about lack of awareness. Uh, oh, my God. So good. Uh, look, when do we play him? Is it soon? <laughs> oh, I was just thinking that. I hope we play him soon. I'm hoping we play him soon because you lent me a book that I haven't yet opened, but it's something special we have up our sleeve for You're when we play the bombs. Back, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you tell listeners what you lent me? Notice I used the word lent. You are getting it back. Well, I had it for all of ten minutes from the really? op shop I bought it from. Yeah. And then what's it called? Bombers something? I think it's red, black and damn proud or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Something right. like yep. that. Yeah. So it's it looks And you like haven't cracked it yet? You haven't Waded into the obvious drivel that it must be. I've got to admit, as a fan of bad things, <laughs> good and for listeners who aren't aware, Nick will sit through the worst films imaginable, yeah, and then tell you to go and see them. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I, I derive a, a perverse enjoyment from uh, good bad things, which again is why I might rock up to the G on Friday night. <laughs> to be honest, I'm very curious to see that one play out. But uh, no, I I haven't cracked that book open yet. But uh, rest assured, listeners, we will ahead of when we play Essendon. Oh, good, more readings from the text. Oh yes, the uh, Hawk Talk Podcast Book Club is coming back, people. It's coming back. <laughs> I think we should say that we're more likely to do the. Uh we're more likely to do the Peter Knight's uh, Knight in Shining Armour. <laughs> Knight in Muddy Armour, I think it's oh, called. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's meant to be a really good autobiography. Well, there you go. Biography, Coming soon. Probably not auto. <laughs> Coming soon to the Hawk Talk podcast. Plenty to look forward to. Hey, we've got plenty to look forward to this weekend when we play my most hated team. Why do you hate them? So many reasons. Do we have to get into it again? <laughs> the story's out there for anyone who wants to track it down on previous uh, episodes of the Hawk Talk podcast. Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. We're back at the MCG, 3.20pm. If you have PTSD from last week's game and you can't make it, well, fair enough, I say. But I'll be back there. How about you, Tiz? Are you going to rock up to this one? Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Cheering on Nash and Jones. What are we going to call Jonesy? That's a good question. Indiana? Yeah. <laughs> Junior. We've already got a Harry, mm. which got called Miz rather than Wiz, which I thought was a little bit boring. I was going with the Moz for a while. Yeah, and then we started hearing that we'd get Mosquito. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And yeah. then we went back to Miz. Uh, what else? <laughs> we could call him Hungry, HJs. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Uh, well, why don't we throw it back to the listeners if they have any suggestions for nicknames for... No, uh, no, Hungry's good. <laughs> Look, at Hawk Talk Pod. <laughs> Let's say uh, I'm confident that someone could come up with better. better? I don't want to diss yours, but I'm, I'm feeling like there's room for improvement. Right. <laughs> you don't seem at all happy with that. So do you reckon it could be uh, his debut? I hope so. I want to see him. Yeah, he might be in contention. Two spots have opened up. And what about how? Is how any chance for this week? Uh, well, he had a run in the uh, practice match for Box Hill, and uh, I think he's just getting his fitness up. 
But they may pull the trigger on Howe because we might need him. Apparently, the oft-forgotten uh, Anderson is mm. looking at coming back Oh, okay. after two weeks out with mm. a hamstring injury, which seems a remarkable mm. recovery. Okay. So, Nick, the anger of all Hawthorne supporters... There's <laughs> a lot riding on this ranch, ...is now funnelled into you. <laughs> oh, no pressure. As you go to take it out on uh, one of the Scots. I always forget which one it is. And <laughs> Both rubbish, doesn't matter. <laughs> and the Kangas, the poor Kangas, the, the poor shin Kangas. boners. Oh, God. Feel bad for them. They're near the bottom of the ladder, mate. Come I on. feel like there's a lot going into this rant because we've come off the loss we've, that we've we have. We've played one charity. <laughs> we've got two more to come. We've come off the loss that we have when now this is ahead of Hawthorne playing the team that I, I hate actually, the most. I actually did do that. What? I exited mm. Marvel Stadium. Mm. I flipped the bird and I walked out of the Access 1 section, which is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not exactly aggressive at any mm. time, and, and, and told them that it was North Melbourne Football Charity. Oh, and, uh, got him. And kept walking. Yeah. I did that thing, you know, where you just wait until they can only see you for the next bit second, <laughs> get it out, and then go. That's real courage right there, Tiz. <laughs> Something we can all aspire to. <laughs> was that last year's game, was it? No, no, it was a few years ago. Oh, right. Yeah. You've held on to it. Yeah. It's been a point of pride for some years. Oh, no, I felt really embarrassed. And now I've just got to the level of my ego where I can deal with telling other people that I did that. <laughs> well, I appreciate the story. I mean, it's, it's really lit a fire under me, Tears. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry on your behalf. I'm angry for all Hawks supporters this week. I need to let rip at North Melbourne. Here we go. Oh, North. The umpire's taught us anything this week. It's the perfect time to be taking on the fake tough guys of Arden Street. You blokes love a bit of argy-bargy when it comes to the Hawks, don't you? The only difference this time is that there might be a whistle before you embarrass yourselves too badly. Oh, but speaking of embarrassing, you've found a new way to go about it this year, haven't you? Instead of that infamous North Melbourne winning streak that inevitably amounts to nothing when you miss the finals, you've apparently cut to the chase and embraced being the loser club we all know and hate. The club that's less war chest, more snorefest at 0-2. and two. Although really, I ought to commend North Melbourne because they're doing something pretty special down there at Arden Street. They're set to be the first club to truly embrace gender equality. Just as the women failed, so too will the men. That there is something I can really respect. True progress, ladies and gentlemen. But I can appreciate tradition too, North. And with that in mind, I look forward to Hawthorne delivering a good old-fashioned hiding this Sunday at the MCG. And who will be our best against a North Melbourne outfit that does not have a back line? Are we making the switch to Mitch? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I think Nash will. <laughs> of course you're on Nash. Nash will go bash. <laughs> no, I'm going to back so. him. He uh, he had a disappointing game, but he'll, he'll be all right. I hope so. He needs to show something. Needs to show. Do you reckon, well, the whole, the whole do you reckon Wings does. is a chance? He's a test this week, according to the Bruper Recovery Report. Would you pull the trigger if you were Clarko? New. You wouldn't. You no, make him play in the twos. I love this idea that no. Nick has. He wants Wingard to go through the twos. Who's running this club, he's mate? He's not good enough from Who's Port Adelaide. This it's not the Chad Wingard Football Club. <laughs> the CWFC. He just doesn't look like the fellow that's going to appreciate I agree with going you. Going through the twos. I, I, I hear you and I agree. But if he needs to, then he needs to. He needs to get match fitness. Uh, look, I, I'm just saying, I, I hope... What does it say mm. if... Tom Scully, <laughs> <laughs> okay, point as a year out, <laughs> s- 
straight in. Yeah. And then and Wingard, I oh well, you did you know you did a calf, mate. You know that's that takes <laughs> long time to recover from. You should come back through the two. Well, it depends on where he's at in his recovery. If they decide that that's what he needs, as a particular to the individual, that's what he needs. Then so be it. But you know, as a test, and I would say I. I, I was like this. This is my attitude for Scully last week. You know, when it was sort of a line call, I really did deep down hope that they weren't going to play him because I want them to take a cautious approach with these blokes. So would I pick Wingard? If he does get picked, I imagine it's they feel very confident. I'm very excited for Wingard. Oh, same here, mate. I want to see him just as much as anyone, but I just hope they... Do you realise that Nash gets a much weaker opponent when Wingard comes in? Yeah, absolutely. So does Poppy. Yeah. So suddenly everyone looks a lot better. Who are you going to put on Bruce? you put your best one on Bruce or do you put him on Wings? Yeah, it's a fair point. Oh, so good. We're going to have a fantastic forward line very soon. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think we should win this week. Can we, we... We showed a lot, I felt, in, in certain patches of the game against the Bulldogs. Yep. Can we recapture this against North and do it on Who a more consistent... Who are desperate? They should be, yeah. Well, they're 0-2. Yep. So uh, they just got pipped by uh, Brisbane. By the way, Luke Hodge was amazing in those last few minutes. Right. Yeah. Shame. Wish shame. him the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Do, do you think we're the well, only good thing? Hmm. Tell you what, the only good thing is to come out of Luke Hodge going to play at Brisbane. What? He's going to have to write another book, <laughs> and hopefully, it starts off at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get your tip. I want to get your tip for this round. Oh, Hawks. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm sorry. You're not jumping on the bloody kangaroos who haven't won a game. It's <laughs> just a sincere question. I just wanted to know how you thought it would go. No, I'm still angry. Let's face it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a bit angry this week. But uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show <laughs> anyway. We hope you've plucked some positives from the week. It's been difficult to look past the headline news. I tell you what, if you're looking for one positive, it mm. is the defensive play from, well, just the defenders in that second quarter. Mm. All the pressure they absorbed was incredible. Yeah, but they didn't, yeah. Look, I agree to some extent. I think they also gave the footy straight back to the dogs. So. They did, but they absorbed a lot of pressure. It's not necessarily yeah. their fault. <clears throat> that they didn't have options. I will say I, I don't I don't think a bad team gets up by five goals. I think we just need to put together a more consistent game. I think we've actually got a pretty good team. And uh, I look forward to seeing what we can produce against North Melbourne. I hope we absolutely savage them, North Melbourne. I mean, just for something different. Wouldn't expect anything else out of me. Yeah, I, I think it's well and truly on the cards. I think North have to roll a few dice. Mm. And I think they've been shown up to be both um, tactically and uh, in terms of manpower, yep. well below the rest of the competition. Yeah, and the fact that it's the MCG also helps us tremendously, I would say. It should be an enjoyable day. Uh, hopefully the weather's good. Yep. Because the weather didn't help on the weekend either. True. Um, as soon as it rained, we looked far, far worse. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll be all right. Don't Don't get worried about this one little blip. And I hope the players don't either. Even though we've lost Shields and Burgoyne, the structures are there. Yeah, that that's the more worrying thing to the injury. So it's a disappointing loss, but you move on and look at what's ahead of you. And yeah, the more concerning thing is how we cover those guys. But I think we can. I think it's... We can be three and one in a few weeks. Yeah, it's an obstacle, but not insurmountable. But uh, yeah, 
Hey, to wrap up, let's just get to some social media stuff. Uh, thanks to everyone for uh, being on board, particularly with iTunes. 130 ratings, and you can get on there and review our show as well. And people have just posted some glowing reviews. It's always it's heartwarming to read, Tiz. Yeah. makes us committed to the pod and bring you the best stuff we can each week uh we've also got uh, twitter at hawk talk pod we've just ticked over 1350 followers jump on there as well particularly good for the interstate games when we play interstate we tend to uh get on the live tweeting you can follow the action with us find us on facebook too facebook.com slash hawk talk pod now tiz you want to give us a margin uh yeah uh 46 points Oof, gone big and uh, hashtag hungry harry jones <laughs> Hey, all right, as ever, at Hawk Talk Pod, if you'd like to tweet a different suggestion for nickname, you're more than welcome. I stress that. Uh, I, w- I would say <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, a five-goal margin. This one we hang on to. Nice. Are you doing Mason's multi this year? I've got to fess up to something, right? You've been doing it and not telling anybody? <laughs> <laughs> no, people know I've been doing it because I tweeted about round one. I genuinely forgot round two. Uh... I did. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go. Oh, okay. What, you want me to go through it now? Yep. All yep. right. Well, give me the t- give me the uh, the fixture. Thursday night, Adelaide play Geelong. Danger, Ge- back at his old firm. Uh, let's go Geelong. Following evening, Melbourne versus Essendon at the G. No one wins. Next. Oh, come on. Come on. No, I mean, there will Put be- Put one of them out of their misery. Tis, there will be a result, but no one wins. All right. Uh, Carlton, <laughs> who are actually playing quite well versus Sydney. Uh, who look oh. like grandfather time has just slain them. Yeah. Um, that's at uh, Marvel Stadium, yes? Oh, yes. All right. I'm going to pick Carlton. And uh, and just to rewind, I will pick... Uh, oh, God. I actually, actually faced with a decision for the Ds or Essendon. I actually panicked. <laughs> um, oh, God. That's actually a lot harder now I have to make a decision. Doesn't it just speak volumes when only $1 is riding on this and I still can't decide? Come on, uh, I'll go the Ds. Yeah, good. <laughs> All right, next, after Carlton Sydney. GWS versus Richmond. I tell you what, you'll be a genius if you pick the eight here or the nine. The nine. Uh, GWS. Wow. Okay. It's over there, isn't it? Yep. Right. right up there, yep. Yep. Brisbane versus Port. Whoa. Brisbane. Collingwood Eagles. Uh, At the G. Yeah. God. Uh, that's a good question. Um, Collingwood. I think everyone's made their money by now anyway. But anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Western Bulldogs, Suns. Uh, Bulldogs. Hawks North. Hawks. By? Five goals. Oh, yeah. You remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Man and, of my word, Tiff. Man of my word. <laughs> and Frio... Sixth versus fifth, St Kilda. Sixth versus fifth. Mm-hmm. That's a sixth versus fifth clash, is it? Yep. Bloody hell, this season. Uh, well, it's <laughs> Doc over- is coming off a loss to Gold Coast <laughs> in sixth. <laughs> God. I've had enough of this. I'm going home. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's over at uh, Optus, isn't it? It is. Yeah, Frio. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that rounds out the entertainment for the weekend. <laughs> And that's, uh, I guess, all we have for you this week, listeners. So, Although Thursday uh, night will be good. I'll be watching that one. It's Friday night I'm interested in now. No! <laughs> just turn up there and... Oh, it could be fantastic. I'll, I'll just... Mate, I'll rock up and just have a grin from ear to ear from siren to siren. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> so entertaining. Being an MCC member, that could be magnificent. That oh, evening. yes. 
<laughs> so, well, there you go, listeners. I feel like we've ended on a positive. You know, we've put that bad week behind us, that really annoying, badly officiated game. I think we've got plenty to look forward to, whether it's our Rigged. game or... I mean, sorry, <laughs> go on. <laughs> hey, don't destroy the momentum like they destroyed the momentum on Sunday, okay? Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I think that's a good place to leave it. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. <laughs>